Welcome to the Team FNC podcast, where we aim to improve your knowledge and understanding of nutrition. So there are seasons in our year when we may experience and participate in bouts of overeating and overconsumption of calorie-dense foods and beverages. Commonly, we have the Christmas and New Year's period, also Easter, birthdays, and personal holidays. So what I've got for you today are a few do's and don'ts when it comes to overeating um, or if you're going through a period of time where you overeat. Now, very quickly, some do's and don'ts. So the don'ts are don't try to out-train it or earn and burn it off. Don't starve yourself. Don't intentionally skip meals. Don't feel guilty and don't write yourself off. What you can do, though, is keep moving, listen to your hunger and satiety signals, rate your hunger, reflect and have a plan to get back on track. So now what I'll do is just dive a little bit deeper into each of those. So don't try to out-train overeating, all right? What we can do instead is keep moving. It's a vicious cycle to get into and a dangerous path to follow by earning or burning food. For example, I'm going to train extra hard today so I can eat a burger tonight, or I ate too much last night so I'll do an extra session at the gym tomorrow. Food isn't only fuel. Food has a role in promoting social and emotional health in a positive setting. Not only that, earning or burning probably won't work. A bout of overeating could be in excess of 1,000 calories per day. According to the Compendium of Physical Activity, which estimates calories burned during different methods of physical activity, if a 70 kilo male did 30 minutes of a CrossFit-style training session, he'd burn approximately 280 calories. Now, that is 30 minutes of actual training not a warm-up and stretching or breaks included. So instead of trying to earn or burn the calories, just stay active. If you can't get to the gym, just do some light movement, walk a little more, or make backyard cricket hit and run. The next one is don't starve yourself. So what you can do instead is listen to your hunger and satiety signals. Just because you overate for a day or two or seven, it doesn't mean you should starve yourself afterwards. This can have negative emotional and physical impacts. If not consuming adequate protein or plants, it can also lead to muscle loss and poor immunity. Instead, listen to your body. Listen to your hunger and satiety signals. You may not feel like breakfast, or you may feel fuller on less food than normal. This could be your body's way of auto-regulating. Listen to those cues and follow them rather than restricting yourself because this could lead down the route of binge, restrict, and binge. Next, we have don't intentionally skip meals. So what you can do instead is rate your hunger or play the hunger game. Similar to the previous point, listen to your body. If you're hungry, then eat. Don't intentionally skip a meal if you're feeling hungry. Try playing the hunger game and rate your hunger on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being not hungry at all, 10 being that you might eat the next person that you see. Try waiting until you're about a 7 out of 10 or above on the hunger scale. Start to identify physical and emotional cues of true hunger, such as feeling weak, dizzy, lightheaded, fatigued, moody, or even hangry. We don't want to get to those extremes. Food tastes great when we are moderately hungry. Waiting until we are ravenous can lead us to eat quickly and not taste our food and even overeat. Next is don't feel guilty. So what we can do then is reflect because guilt is an emotion about a past behavior and we can't change the past so there is no point dwelling on it by feeling guilty. It is also important to note that it's okay to notice feelings of guilt. It happens to the best of us. 
What we can do instead is reflect on the meals you've had. How did they make you feel? What were the positives you got out of those meals? Emotional, social, taste? Was it a craving satisfaction? Was there anything you could learn from the experience? Perhaps next time you could try to eat slower and be more present. Then lastly, we have don't write yourself off. So what you can do instead is have a plan in mind to get back on track. In the grand scheme of things, if you went ham for seven days, that could be 21 meals. Only 21 meals out of a potential 1,095 in a whole year. And that's based on three meals a day. That's not even 2% of your yearly meals. Don't write yourself off for the next few weeks or few months. Similar to the above point, reflect on that period of time. What did you enjoy? What would you change next time? Most importantly, have a plan for how you intend to get back on track with the habits you are building. Set a date, write out a plan for your meals, find someone to keep you accountable. The last point is probably the most important. Have a plan to get back on track and start practicing your healthy habits. Setting a date and a plan to get back on track is extremely important because the more weight a person gains, smaller their chances of recovery. The magnitude of weight gain during lapse or relapse dictates success at long-term maintenance. So more weight gained equals less success returning to the previous weight. So how do we differentiate between lapse or relapse? So your mindset towards these periods of time is ultimately going to lead you to long-term success and maintenance of your goals. And there is a difference between a lapse and a relapse. So a lapse is a short-term cessation of health habits and it's a normal part of a healthy lifestyle. Whereas a relapse is a long-term cessation of health habits and may result in regression or reverting back to the old habits. When you inevitably deviate from your plan or your goal, your reaction to that deviation will either allow you to interpret the deviation as a lapse versus a relapse, okay? And how can you prevent a relapse? So things like social support, family, friends, coaches, support networks, and like-minded individuals. Anticipation, so what could be some potential barriers or triggers and try and plan ahead for some obstacles. Also assertiveness, so remember that you are in control and to be confident. Stimulus, so control your food environment. Goals, set small and smart process goals that you are confident in achieving. Feedback, so check in with yourself, your coach or your accountability partner on how you're progressing, feeling and thinking. Then we have self-regulation. So remind yourself of what your true values are, who you want to be, and the behaviors of that person. In summary, a lapse is a normal part of a healthy lifestyle. It's like a rest day. After a lapse or a bout of overeating, take some time to reflect on the meals, thoughts, and the emotions that you have had. Think about what positives you can take from the events. What can you learn from the events? And what could you improve next time? So remember, be present in the moment, focus on the process, and have a plan for when and how to get back on track. Are you looking for an understanding and supportive human to talk with, to help with advice and guidance? An objective set of eyes to see what you can improve to move towards your goals in the easiest possible way? At Fortitude, we work with real people and get real results. Sign up for one-on-one coaching today by clicking the link in our show notes and get the support, guidance, and accountability of a Fortitude Nutrition Coach.